the four win over the Kings. Breaking sports news, what happens on the fan. Ohio sports destination. From the Ohio News Network, this is Ohio Sports Magazine. Now here's your host, Kate Burdett. Welcome to Ohio Sports Magazine. This week we have a really interesting topic to start things off. I'm joined by Del Moon. He is the Director of Communication and Media for the National Senior Games. And May 3rd through the 7th in Columbus, the National Senior Games have a very, very exciting event happening in the capital city. I'm going to let Dell take it away and explain what is going on on the softball fields of Columbus in the coming week. Hi, Dell. Hey there. Thank you so much. Yeah, the Burliner Sports Complex. What a wonderful facility. Uh, we're bringing in about uh, 1,530 or so uh, uh, softball players, 95 teams, mostly female. Um, and um, and we've got a number of uh, Ohio softball teams. We've got 12 involved in this out of the 100 and out of those 95 and uh there's 168 ohio uh athletes registered for this tournament and we've actually got eight uh, athletes in the columbus area uh, where this is being held who are participating in the event as well so there's a there's a good ohio connection here and and the the story of how we ended up here we're part of a multi-sport event normally everything is held in the host community this year it's in pittsburgh and so when we looked at the facilities in planning the pittsburgh people and us we looked at their softball facilities and you know their topography they don't have a lot of fields so they looked at it and said we could do it but i don't think their experience is going to be as good as why don't we why don't we we, we like these people up in, in columbus the burliners are great Probably best if we had them up there. We want them to have a great experience. And uh, a number of them are two sport athletes, so they'll go to Pittsburgh anyway. But uh, but it was very nice. It was very uh, collegial sort of, you know, uh, shift. Uh, we brought the uh, bringing the tournament here. And uh, we're doing a lot of special things for the athletes on the 5th uh, at the Clippers and Ohio uh, Iowa Cubs game. We're going to let them parade the field as a parade of athletes, uh, throw out the first pitch, and you can come and hang out with them then. And the tournament at Burliner, it's 3rd through the 7th, but most of the championship games are uh, some on Friday, but mostly Saturday and Sunday is when you'd see the best action if you want to come out. And it's absolutely free for people to come see. So you welcome spectators free of charge to come and cheer on these athletes from all over the country. For those who have not heard of the National Senior Games, can you explain what exactly they entail? Well, it's it's an opportunity for people to continue to keep moving and be competitive and enjoy the the camaraderie and the spirit of of and the social connections of of being involved in sport. Uh, our mission is to promote health and well-being to all people, not just people who participate in sport. Our message is look at these people. There's There are all kinds of people that come from all walks of life. These are not all elite athletes. A lot of these people started at midlife. They just decided they wanted to reinvent themselves. I'm going to go run. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to join a softball team. And and some of them turn out to be elite uh, for their age groups. Some of these athletes, you would you could age rate them and say they're Olympians for the kinds of results that they're getting. So people come to us for all kinds of reasons, and they're all levels of ability. We do have them qualify. So, you know, the, the, there is a little bit you know higher level of, of competition at the national games. Uh, but it's a great opportunity. We're actually the largest multi-sport 
event that requires qualifying in the world. We'll have about 12,000 athletes all told. So we have the 1500 here and we'll have about 105 in, in, in Pittsburgh this year. People can, can, can get involved in this. Normally it's a qualifying situation. It's always been that way. However, the pandemic really dealt us a blow at our state level. And a lot of the states could not hold all of their qualifying events. We felt it wasn't fair to the athletes from that region to say, you got to drive or fly 2,000 miles or 800 miles or something to, in order to qualify. So we opened it up in the last month. This year, people listening right now, you're there in Ohio, and we actually have the most athletes for the National Senior Games are, are registered currently from Ohio, not not Pennsylvania. So there's a lot of interest here. Um, but uh, until May 2nd, it's just a few days, but um, uh, it's still open. You can still register as an open athlete and, and participate in most of our sports. And it's all kinds of things. It's a traditional Olympic sports, track and field, swimming and road racing, you know, all basketball, you know, cycling. Uh, we've got uh, tennis, volleyball, triathlon, bowling, golf, archery, table tennis. And we offer some leisure sports, cornhole, shuffleboard. But uh, it's, it's a little bit of everything. And uh, everybody has such a great time. And everyone who experiences this event walks away from it with a different perception on aging. You know, we get a lot of negative images in media. We get a lot of assumptions. We're taught in the West that you go up to a point where you're 40 or 50 and then it's straight down. Mm. That's not true. If you take care of your body, you keep a positive attitude and you keep moving forward, you will go and you will go and you will go. And and I'll take that model rather than the up and down. And if you believe the up and down, it's probably going to happen to you. So go watch these people. Talk to them. Talk to these 93, 94-year-old women. And by the way, the oldest, eldest, I'd like to say, athlete in the softball tournament is an Ohioan. Uh, Donna Sogan is from North Canton, Ohio, and her her uh, her team, the uh, Ohio TriStar 75+, plus, uh, that is the highest average age of any team, 81.2. So they're playing in a 75-plus we do in five-year increments, and you can play down to a lower age, but you can't play up as a younger person. Okay. So people will play. Some people will play on two teams, a 55-plus and a 60-plus, because they're 61. So uh, so uh, uh, Donna is our, is our, you know, our athlete of honor, so to speak, uh, and uh, she's from Ohio. So that's I think that's just great. That is just great. And everything you said about attitude and the way that aging is viewed and the aging process really does make so much sense. I want to talk more with you, Dell, and I think our listeners would like to hear more about the National Senior Games. So after this break, we'll touch more on that and perhaps even get some information about how anyone listening, if they qualify, could become involved in the events. More to come on Ohio Sports Magazine. Common Man and T-Bone. I hear it was the Olsen twins that killed Common Man and T-Bone. We would go out legends, though. I heard T-Bone was riding Topanga when he got whacked by the Olsen twins. Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by the Hinderer Motor Company. He takes three to six on the fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Welcome back to Ohio Sports Magazine. A fascinating topic this week. Maybe you've never heard of the National Senior Games, but you are about to. Del Moon joins us from Florida. He's the Director of Communication and Media for the National Senior Games. 
And uh, they have an event, actually, coming in the next few days to Columbus. They have their softball finals for the National Senior Games being held at the Berliner Sports Complex in Southern Columbus on May 3rd through the 7th. And spectators are welcome to come and watch free of charge. Dell, for someone who's listening right now who says, I kind of like the sounds of this. I need something to do. I want to stay active. How can I get involved with the National Senior Games? Well, we're kind of a grassroots organization because people qualify, historically, they qualify to come to the Nationals. So there's an Ohio Games for you that you can go to, and there are some local Ohio senior games as well. But the one that's affiliated with us, you know, all these games are listed on our website. You can go to qualify there for the next games, and the Nationals are held every two years with qualifying in the even-numbered year in between. So uh, we're in Pittsburgh this year, and then people will start qualifying next year in 2024. Now, it's an odd situation because of the pandemic. We had to open up registration because some states couldn't do all their events, and our some of our regular athletes were saying, I, I can't go a 1,000 miles to qualify. So to be fair, we opened it up. First time in our history, May 2nd, it's a, it's real short notice, but uh, go ahead and, uh, and check it out, nsga.com, look under National Games. Uh, you can see all the sports, you can see what it is. It's only a couple of sports you can't get into, I believe pickleball sold out, but then again, pickleball's taken over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and you could still get involved, but uh, probably, uh, you know, for most of you, it'll be, take do your research, Look at NSGA.com, look under the state information, find Ohio, look it up, see what they've got, and uh, maybe even call somebody and chat a little bit with them. And, uh, you know, what you find when you start in this is you start building your own little tribe or community because everybody's, this isn't like high school Harry type competition. These people look at each other and say, I'm 93 and you're 92 and we're both running the 100 meter. Good for us. You know, and, and, you know, I beat you this time. Got it. I'll get you next time. You know, it's a very collegial. There's so much camaraderie. We, we had a cyclist. He's, he's, he's a Cherokee Indian and, and he was a woman went down on, uh, on the race course and we told him medicals nearby. Don't stop. You can keep going. We'll take care of it. He stops to attend to her. I asked him after the race, you came in last, Simeon. Why did you do that? And he says, he looked me right through the, through my soul, really, and said, if you love humanity, you stop to help. And wow. so you meet these amazing people. I mean, and they have, they have figured out how to age successfully. And they're doing it with a positive attitude. They set goals. And that's what sport's all about, too. You set goals. You hold yourself accountable. You have to train. You got to date certain that something's going to happen and you want to do well. And, and that keeps you looking forward. And that's one of the keys to successful aging is to not constantly be looking back and thinking about what you don't have. And what, uh, that's good that you, it's good to think about the past, but you're here today. You're, you're sacrificing today if you're just dwelling on the past. And if you're thinking about tomorrow, you're planning today for tomorrow. Now you got two days coming. <laughs> so, uh, and I know this personally. I never was athletic myself. And my story is, is that in 2019, we introduced Power Walk as a sanctioned metal sport. It's been an activity, but it's never been an actual competitive sport. We started it. I was pre-diabetic and I'd never done sports. I said, but put one foot down, one foot on the ground at all time and keep your heel down and not your toe and walk as fast as you can. I can do that. I did it. It's been five years. I've lost 50 pounds. Wow. 
Congratulations. What a yeah, and, and I'm just, that's just me. I, I can, I, I, what I do is find stories and write them about people, all kinds of people, all kinds of walks of life. You can't imagine the obstacles these people have overcome. Some of these people have beat cancer three times. It's just crazy. Now, one guy uh, is overcome a, 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 a challenge is right there from Westerville. Uh, he's in uh, race walk and power walk, Gary Bertelson. He had an, a, a, an accident deer hunting and lost, uh, lost a limb. So he's actually an amputee competing in the games. Good for him. Wow. Um, yeah. And, and also, I want to give a shout out here to uh, uh, Jack Shinnock. He's, he's our board chair of the National Senior Games Association. He's an attorney in Westerville, and he participated in Power Walk last year. So, you know, there, there's a lot of little connections here. And, uh, and you can be a part of this connection, too. You know, we're, we're, not a, we're not an exclusive thing, and you don't need to feel like, all oh, these people are going to know what they're doing, and I'm going to look like a fool if I go out there. You know what? Sometimes the last person in gets a bigger applause than the winner. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it really is about taking those chances. I love the, the turn of phrase you used, which was, I believe, aging successfully. That's so much yeah. better than aging gracefully. Who wants to be graceful? That's boring. <laughs> I don't know how to be graceful. <laughs> same, same, my friend, same. Well, you know, the, the other the phrase I like to use also is that, you know, there's no guarantee if you get active and really put a lot of effort out and all of that. Why should I do all of this? I'm just gonna, It's just going to be the same anyway. Well, you know what? The phrase I use is, well, it may not add years to your life, but it's sure as heck going to add life to your years. Absolutely. So if, you're, if you want to be 100 years old and you want to be there when you get to be 100, you better start taking care of that. And another Navajo basketball player told me this words of wisdom. I think it's a traditional saying in the Navajo Nation where she said, take care of the elder that you will become. What wisdom? Yeah. So, you know, uh, here I am in midlife and I've got my lower back fused together. The lower two vertebrae decided to move in together because I was so sedentary for so long. I got to deal with that. But heck, I can walk, I can move and I'm losing weight and I'm feeling good. So I know that people can improve their lives just by taking a step. Don't take my word for it. Come out to the Burliner and see these people play and see their spirit and you'll be amazed. May 3rd through the 7th is when the National Senior Games Softball Finals are being held in Columbus at the Berliner Sports Complex. And then the National Senior Games proper, the rest of those events, are being held in Pittsburgh when, Dell? Uh, July 7th through the 18th. Okay, it's a busy summer for your organization and an exciting one. And I am so grateful that I got to chat with you today. We've learned a lot. NSGA.com is the website for the National Senior Games, and you just have to be 50 years or older and have a positive attitude to look forward, right? Correct. Dell, thank you so much for being with us. Best of luck with the games and with your sports, and thank you for sharing your story with us today. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Does heel pain make you hobble just getting out of bed in the morning? If heel pain is affecting your ability to exercise and meet your walking or running goals, relief is as close as your local podiatrist. Podiatric physicians are highly trained doctors who specialize in medical and surgical treatment of the foot and ankle. Ohio Foot and Ankle Podiatric Physicians are available across the state and are devoted to providing the highest quality foot and ankle care. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? 
we can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools, from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Family dinners, game nights, and holiday parties. It all happens at home. And we want to help you realize your dream of home ownership. We are the Ohio Housing Finance Agency, and if you're ready to buy a home, we may be able to help. Visit myohiohome.org for more information on down payment assistance, lower interest rates, and more. OFA makes purchasing a home more affordable. Visit myohiohome.org. Home ownership. Make it part of your future. We plant trees because people need trees. And when planted in the right place, they have great impact. Trees help slow climate change, filter our air and water, foster biodiversity, and strengthen our communities. They create the kind of transformational change the world needs now. April is a month filled with opportunities to care for and plant trees. For planting resources, contact an Ohio ISA certified arborist who can help you learn how to take the best care of your trees. Visit trees4ohio.org. That's trees4ohio.org. I don't know what I want to do. I'm just not sure that college is right for me. Have you considered a career in dental assisting? I love my job as a dental assistant. I have flexible work hours, the money is good, and I get to work in a professional, people-oriented dental office. What I really love about my job is knowing that I give people a healthy smile. For more information about becoming a dental assistant, contact your high school guidance counselor. Or if you are no longer in school, talk to a dentist in your community or visit ODA.org. This message is brought to you by the members of the Ohio Dental Association. Everyone knows you can have a lot of fun outside. But did you know that spending time outdoors is actually good for you? That's right. Spending time in the outdoors can have a positive impact on your body and your mind. Even 15 minutes outside a day can lower your stress and help you feel better. So get out there, visit an Ohio park, and thrive outside. Are you in crisis? Contact Ohio's Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Call, text, or chat 988. Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. As we look toward the nice warmer weather that is on the way here in Ohio, we look for opportunities to get out and be active. One thing you might not think about is zip lining. There are opportunities aplenty. It seems new ones every day. But one of the most intriguing opportunities to go out and do some zip lining exists in Cumberland, east of Columbus, and that's at the Wilds. That's why Nick Brannon, the zip line course manager for the Wild, joins us today. Hi, Nick. Hi, Kate. How are you? Oh, my goodness. I'm excited to learn more about zip lining. So, first of all, <laughs> how, how does one become uh, qualified to be named a zip lining course manager? Yes. So, um, my background is kind of all over the place. I actually have a bachelor's degree in communications and a master's in public relations. And then most of my hands-on experience comes from being a zipline tour guide. Um, 
both at the Wilds and at Hocking Hills Canopy Tours. Um, I have been in the industry for nine years now. Um, so I started right out of high school. It was a summer job. I really fell in love with the challenge course industry. And uh, from there, I've been at the Wilds ever since. Um, I was at Hocking Hills for a time period, um, but just kind of getting all of that challenge course experience under my belt it sounds like you've uh, definitely embraced the opportunity. For those who are not familiar, explain mm-hmm. how, explain to us how zip lining works. Yeah. So our course is set up. We have 11 platforms, 10 zips with a rappel at the end. Um, our highest point off the ground is around 80 feet with on average being 30 to 40. So it's really not as terrifying as people think it is. If you're like afraid of heights, it is a great way to kind of conquer that fear. Um, you have two guides, professionally trained guides guides with you at all times. Um, so we can take up to nine participants on a tour. The day kind of starts. We gear you up. We take you through what is called ground school. So we teach you the basics of zip lining, what you need to know to be safe and have a good time on our course. Then we take you up in the air and get started. We have five zips that do not go into pasture and then five zips that are actually in pasture with the animals. So you're kind of zipping right over like herds of Szechuan Talkin and Pear David Deer. So that's a really neat experience. Um, but that's kind of zip lining in a nutshell. Um, the tour takes around two, two and a half hours. Um, you know, we stop, we interpret information on the towers, you know, crack corny dad jokes every once in a while. <laughs> um, but overall, it is just a great time. Okay. It sounds like it. And it yeah. sounds like it's a great opportunity for someone who's never tried zip lining to give it a, give it a zip. So shall yes. we say? Yes. <laughs> yes. You're exactly right, Kate. We, um, are kind of our only qualifications are that you have to be at least 10 years old and 70 pounds. We have no maximum age limit. Um, I personally have taken folks out uh, who are over 100 years old, and that was a really rewarding experience. Oh, wow. um, and then our maximum weight limit is 250 pounds. But if you fall within those qualifications, um, you have to have no prior zip lining experience. We teach you everything you need to know. Um, and hopefully by the end of it you're an expert all right that really does sound like a fun way to get a bird's eye view so to speak of the amazing animals that are at the wilds and that's quite a lot isn't it yeah, definitely. Um, def- the bird's eye view, it makes me think of our second tower. Um, you kind of do the first zip, you get across to the second tower and the view you get is just breathtaking. Um, you have, you know, native birds kind of flying eye level with you. Um, then you have the, all of the pastures to kind of look out over. Um, I think it's just a very neat experience and exactly like you described it, a bird's eye view of the wild. So if someone is looking to, say, bring a group with them to to do the zip lining, you set up to nine people at a time Mm -hmm. for a group zip. Now, Mm -hmm. um, what else should they keep in mind? Is there a way that they should be dressed for the activity? 
Yeah, definitely. So normally we zip rain or shine. Um, obviously we're not going to go out in thunderstorms or dangerous high winds or just any kind of inclement weather, but light rain, things like that, we will stay, uh, zipping in. So just make sure you check the forecast. Never hesitate to give us a call if you have any questions. Um, but kind of normal, I would say zipline attire. Um, a big question I get is, can I wear shorts? Yes, of course. Um, the harness, we fit to you to make it as comfortable as possible. Um, so you can wear shorts. Um, some people for, prefer to wear like, you know, yoga pants or joggers, whatever is comfortable. Um, and then just like a t-shirt or a hoodie if it's, uh, you know, warm or cold out. Mm-hmm. I would- closed toed shoes. That is the other one thing. Uh, we do ask that you wear closed toed shoes. That was what I was going to ask. I'm- I'm imagining mm-hmm. flip-flops are not ideal footwear because the next thing you know, one falls off and you hit a rhinoceros on the head or something, right? Exactly. Next thing you know, we have a flip-flop on a rhino's horn and another problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also offer, um, Kate, I just wanted to throw this one out there too. Um, around full moons, we offer what we call a How at the Moon zipline tour. Ooh. It is the first five zip lines of our course. We go out, um, you know, right around nine, nine thirty de- at night, depending on the time of the year, right when it gets, uh, bl- uh, pitch blackout, we gear up with glow sticks and, um, some types of kind of almost like armband lights. And then we take you on a tour, um, you know, in the dark with only the light of the full moon and we kind of take in the sights and the sounds of the wilds. Um, it's a really, really neat experience. If there's anyone out there kind of looking for an extra thrill, I would definitely recommend the How at the Moon tour. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'll have to check the yeah. uh, the calendar to see when the next full moon is coming up. Yes. Nick Brannon with the Wilds. He is the Zipline course manager. And as he's mentioned, he's very well qualified to have that position. So if you're thinking about a new adventure for you and the family or maybe you and some friends, we would recommend you get out to the Ziplines at the Wilds. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Bone is round and hairy. Beam is round and smooth. This also applies to the lower half of their bodies. Bone and Beam United. Saturday night at 6. You're home for round dudes talking about soccer things. The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Time to get the latest on the Cleveland Cavaliers and hear from Chris Manning of Locked on Cavs with our Eric Reeser. Speaking with Chris Manning, the host of the Locked on Cavaliers podcast. Download, subscribe to the Locked on Cavaliers podcast, whatever it is uh, you do your podcasting. So Wednesday night, Cleveland, Ohio, the scene of the crime, a 106-95 loss to the New York Knicks. Cavaliers dismissed in a gentleman's sweep in the first round of the NBA postseason. Chris, did you think that the Knicks were the worst possible matchup for the Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference in the first round? I did of the possible opponents, right? You know, I, I also think in retrospect, Miami would have proven to maybe have been too much for them because they just beat the Bucks and 
Jimmy Butler is, is him. But the Knicks have this offensive rebounding style, a real core identity to that team, good guard play. They have all these ingredients that really give the Cavs problems. And, you know, I picked the Cavs in the series. I kind of maybe looked back at the 3-1 and one record the Knicks had against the Cavs this year and thought, okay, there's a lot Cleveland can do better. The health will be better. And it didn't bear out. It was a really, really bad style matchup. Chris, the team takes the loss. Blame goes to pretty much everybody. But for J.B. Bickerstaff, what, if anything, could he have done from a lineup personnel standpoint in game three or four or even five to prolong this series at the very least? I think leaning in Isaac Okora more, to be honest with you. I understand there's some real offensive concerns there. I understand the shot-making stuff with him is, is lacking for a modern NBA wing. But I also think you look at what he is. You look at what he did against Jalen Brunson. That was by far your best guy. And you were never going to beat the Knicks in terms of outscoring them. You're going to have to win defensive games. Okor would have given you a better chance to kind of muck up the game enough to kind of get to those spots to do it. I think there's other things that Donovan Mitchell could have done. You know, I, I think just kind of continuing to play slow and bring the ball up and have Mitchell not really come off of any actions to get the ball and give himself more dynamic, dynamic angles to attack, I think was a disservice. I, I think in every aspect he got out coached, those are kind of two of the bigger things I would look at. But, I mean, you could, you could point at three, four, five other things. Chris, was it more so Donovan Mitchell just had a really poor series, or was it Tom Thibodeau and the New York Knicks had such a great series slash game plan for him like what was the biggest difference in him just sort of being a a no-show in the series i'm gonna sit the fence a bit and say both right like i i think for one one of the problems is that mitchell doesn't have like the a plus kind of playmaking and decision making as a creator that helps you beat traps helps you attack some of what the knicks threw at him i think that was an issue you know i think that's the way he plays where sometimes he rejects screens and plays really slow and isn't, you know, maybe the most decisive player in certain moments and settles for jumpers, that's where, like, Devin Booker, you know, is, like, a, I think is at another level than him as a shooting guard. I think you know, Booker's been the best player in the playoffs, and you can see the differences in how they play. I think also he just had – he didn't do some of the things and, and didn't play in the way he would have expected. You know, there's shots that he didn't make. He talked about last night about how he just needed some shots to go in, and maybe that would have unlocked some things for him. I think there's some truth to that. But I think it's a little bit of column A in that he, the Knicks had a great game plan for him and kind of exploited some of the things he doesn't do well. And also that, you know, look, he didn't play well. Chris, the Knicks really exposed a weakness for the Cavaliers that had kind of followed them all season. And, and that was their rebounding, uh, out-rebounding the Cavs 48-30 to on the glass in Wednesday's Game 5, 17-4 on the offensive side. Mitchell Robinson had 18 in that deciding uh, Game 5 Wednesday night, 11 of those on the glass or on the offensive side. I think he joined Shaq. It's pretty good company to have more than 10-plus offensive rebounds in a postseason game. What were they able to do was so effectively to kind of just negate the presence of two seven-footers and Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. I'm going to steal something from Bomani Jones here and that the Cavs have two tall guys and maybe not two big guys. I, I don't think the Cavs' big guys played nearly as physically, as physical as, as Mitchell Robinson did and as Isaiah Hartenstein did, for that matter, as well. They were absolutely out-physical, out-hustled, out-muscled kind of at every turn, and that was a big thing. You could see Jared Allen in particular, as the Cavs' five, got beat up by Mr. Robinson over and over and over again. I've never seen, like, there's times where we've seen him, you know, get out physical. I think of a game against the Nets this year where Nick Claxton kind of really gave it to him. But it this was, like, just a domination. And Mobley, you saw that he's a 21-year-old who hasn't fully filled out his frame. And he's certainly bigger than he was a year ago. But he got out muscle, too. He couldn't deal with the strength. Both, Really, that's where it starts. 
the Knicks were relentless. You know, they were there's some schematics up defensively that brought the Cavs bigs up a little bit and out of position in times to get rebounds. And certainly I think the wings could have done a better job boxing out and what and whatnot as well. But it starts with I think the physicality. I, I think the Cavs truly just every single game, except for game two, the one they won kind of got punked, kind of got out muscled, and you're not going to have any success on the glass when you have a guy like Mr. Robinson, who's a really good player, but you don't even attempt to really match his physicality throughout the series. All right, so the Wine and Gold look to the offseason with a really bad taste in their mouth and a, a lot of questions. Uh, where do they where, where do they go from here, Chris, and what, what sort of changes do they need to make, uh, either from a coaching standpoint or a roster standpoint, to make it out of the first round next season? I think the coaching standpoint is an interesting one. I think you can make an argument either way. I don't really think that's the biggest issue to me. I think for me the biggest issue is that the roster just wasn't up to snuff. I think we saw that the, the roster Kobe Altman gave J.B. Bickerstaff didn't really have what it needed to be adaptable to, to kind of fill and play modern basketball. I think however they can get wings, you know, whether that's trades, whether that's finding a, a second-round prospect they really believe in and trying to develop, whether it's all of those things, whether it's finding someone with the mid-level exception or, or someone comes loose that they don't expect they could pounce on, it has to be getting wings. They need upgrades over Jetty Osmond, I think over Karis LeVert, probably over Isaac Okoro as well. They need to remake that wing rotation and get shooting, get shooters other teams fear, and, and, and kind of mo- and adapt. Like, this roster needs to adapt, needs to be molded into something different. I think there pretty much a lot should be on the table here. I don't think this is, you know, as dire of a situation as maybe the Bucks are in, considering where Giannis is at and, and what that team is at. But you're trying to prove yourself to Donovan Mitchell for the long term. You're trying to maximize guys on the upswing of their careers. And it's going to be about finding wins. Chris Manning, my guest. Again, download, subscribe, listen to the Locked On Cavaliers podcast. Wherever it is you do your fine podcasting. Chris, we will touch base soon. Thank you so much for the time today. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. The Buckeye Show. That's what I'm talking about, Tim. No. Well, if you don't know how to roll with it by now, you shouldn't be watching. Your bracket gets ruined. You got to enjoy it anyway. No. The Buckeye Show. Sponsored by CareSource. Weeknights at 6 on The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Time to discuss Cincinnati Reds baseball and hear from Steve Offenbaker of Locked On Reds with our Paul Keels. This week, we get a chance to talk with Steve Offenbaker from the Locked On Reds podcast, a duty he shares with Jeff Carr. And Steve, I want to begin by asking about how on one of your earlier podcasts this week, you and Jeff were talking about the Reds' inability to get hits at Pittsburgh, but the script seemed to flip when they came home and played Texas. It has. They've been very streaky. You know, they opened the season very hot. Uh, guys that you didn't necessarily expect to perform were really uh, barreling the ball and just, you know, knocking the cover off of it. And then things cooled off. Uh, and, and they ran into a, a hot Pittsburgh team at the same time. But it definitely cooled off. Now back at home against the Rangers, uh, they're trying to nail down a sweep as we record. And they've started to, to knock the cover off the ball again, uh, but not hitting it. Uh, out of the ballpark. They've been doing it small ball style, getting them on, getting them over, getting them in. You guys talked about questions with a batting order. Have you got kind of a feeling of where this batting order is or where it might be, Steve? You know, the the top, at least one through four, you, you kind of have the guys that you want to see up there uh, in some way, shape, or form. You want uh, Tyler Stevenson to be your fourth guy, and, and you hope that the power comes uh, with him in the cleanup spot. You like Jonathan India leading off followed by T.J. Friedel, who has been uh, just 
you know, we're calling him Captain Chaos between uh, his ability to bunt and hit for power. Uh, the defense doesn't really know how to play him, and it's been creating some opportunities. And then you like to see uh, what Spencer Steer is doing as well. I think that's a great one, two, three, four punch uh, with him batting third. So I think that's where the top four are going to settle in. Once you get past that, you're waiting for guys to really establish themselves and, and, through performance dictate where they need to be in the lineup. And nobody has really gotten hot enough to, to claim uh, five, six, seven. It is just kind of a, a gamble every day and a roll of the dice, I think, when David Bell puts his lineup together. You know, Steve, you mentioned Friedel, and he's a guy that certainly seems to have created the chaos like you talked about. Are we getting near the point where we might start to see him maybe in the lineup every day, regardless of right-handed or left-handed pitching? You know, that's where Jeff and I both are. We think that he should be playing every day until uh, such time that he shows us that he can't hit lefties. And so far, he has hit the lefties. And just his ability to to put that bunt down and drag the bunt down the line, uh, it gives him an opportunity against left-handers that uh, other left-handed hitters don't necessarily have when they're trying to get in there and pull the ball. Uh, he's he's really good at going the other way. He's really good at, at spraying the ball and using all fields. And I think, at least at this point in time in the season, he should be the everyday center fielder. I know that there was a question that you guys kicked around earlier in the week about, is it too soon to make roster decisions? As the week went on, I think we saw that they were ready to make roster decisions. Yeah, there were there were some guys that were asked to do things that were over their head. Jason Vossler being the biggest example of that. And and to his credit, he started the season hot, and he was just supposed to be filling a spot until Joey Votto came up. And then obviously Joey Votto's uh, rehab got a little sidelined and sidetracked, and it became an extended look at Jason Vossler. And the hitter that he is was exposed, and they made a move. They designated him for assignment and brought Ramos up who in limited playing time now in two games, three games, has really uh, demonstrated that uh, he can contribute and get on base. You know, he's had a big hit in every single game since he's been called up. So, you know, a move was definitely needed there, and I was glad to see the Reds make it. Has the infield defense been a little bit of an undoing of this team, Steve, early on? You know, last time I looked at the defense, they had something like a negative nine outs above average uh, rating, which it, that's bad. If you don't follow defensive <laughs> metrics, uh, that, that is not good. Uh, it is definitely contributed to some of the struggles we've seen from the starting pitchers. Uh, the infield defense is a work in progress. I think that the guys that we see in certain spots right now aren't necessarily uh, the guys we'll see in certain spots heading into the second half of the season after the All-Star break. You know, we'll see Joey Votto back at first base at some point in time. We will see probably Jonathan India play more designated hitter once some of the young guys like Matt McClain, Ellie De La Cruz, once those guys make it to Cincinnati, we'll see some movement on the infield for the better as far as that middle infield defense goes. You know, the subject of attendance, Steve, has been a little bit of a lightning rod of topic for a little more than a year now. And we all know that while the weather's still cool and before school gets out, that can be a little bit of a handicap. But do you have any kind of a feeling on really some of the noticeably very low attendance numbers we're seeing? Well, they've had multiple games of under 10,000 fans in the stadium. And uh, I think during the Tampa Bay series, they actually set uh, a record for lowest attendance in the ballpark's regular season history. So there is a problem. I mean, look, let's just be honest about what happened. Uh, the Castellini ownership group alienated a lot of fans last year. And the only thing that's going to bring those folks back out to the ballpark is putting a winner on the field. They're not quite there yet as far as having a winner on the field. So I think until that happens, folks are going to stay away. And, 
you know, it's a problem for the concessioners and the and the vendors and all the people that make their living uh, being out at the ballpark. I think that's bad for fans of the Reds. I think people are still watching. They're just doing it from home and they're they're keeping their money in their wallet. I understand. Steve Offenbaker from the Locked On Reds podcast. Always appreciate your time, Steve. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Does heel pain make you hobble just getting out of bed in the morning? If heel pain is affecting your ability to exercise and meet your walking or running goals, relief is as close as your local podiatrist. Podiatric physicians are highly trained doctors who specialize in medical and surgical treatment of the foot and ankle. Ohio Foot and Ankle Podiatric Physicians are available across the state and are devoted to providing the highest quality foot and ankle care. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools, from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Family dinners, game nights, and holiday parties. It all happens at home. And we want to help you realize your dream of home ownership. We're the Ohio Housing Finance Agency. And if you're ready to buy a home, we may be able to help. Visit myohiohome.org for more information on down payment assistance, lower interest rates, and more. OFA makes purchasing a home more affordable. Visit myohiohome.org. Home ownership. Make it part of your future. We plant trees because people need trees. And when planted in the right place, they have great impact. Trees help slow climate change, filter our air and water, foster biodiversity, and strengthen our communities. They create the kind of transformational change the world needs now. April is a month filled with opportunities to care for and plant trees. For planting resources, contact an Ohio ISA certified arborist who can help you learn how to take the best care of your trees. Visit treesforohio.org. That's trees4ohio.org. I don't know what I want to do. I'm just not sure that college is right for me. Have you considered a career in dental assisting? I love my job as a dental assistant. I have flexible work hours, the money is good, and I get to work in a professional, people-oriented dental office. What I really love about my job is knowing that I give people a healthy smile. For more information about becoming a dental assistant, contact your high school guidance counselor. Or if you are no longer in school, talk to a dentist in your community or visit ODA.org. This message is brought to you by the members of the Ohio Dental Association. Everyone knows you can have a lot of fun outside. But did you know that spending time outdoors is actually good for you? That's right. Spending time in the outdoors can have a positive impact on your body and your mind. Even 15 minutes outside a day can lower your stress and help you feel better. So get out there, visit an Ohio park, and thrive outside. Are you in crisis? Contact Ohio's Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Call, text, or chat 988. The Fan. The Fan. Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Time now to get some highlights of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show with Jay Crawford. Here's producer Colin Barringer to set the scene. Thanks, Kate. On this week of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, the guys discuss the changes needed for the Cavaliers next season. I heard everybody going bananas for this guy. Score 71. 71, who cares? 
The regular season don't mean squat. Nothing. It, it's meaningless. If they bring this exact team back next year, I'm sorry. I'm derelict in my duty as a sports guy, but I will not watch the Cavs play in the regular season. To catch the full breakdown, just search the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on YouTube, subscribe to their page, and enjoy daily content covering all things Cleveland sports. We'll be back to wrap up this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue on the Ohio News Network. If Bo, Chops, and Reeser went on a road trip together, which one would die first? Let's find out together, shall we? Bishop and Friends. Beats the hell out of working Sears. Weekdays from 9 to noon. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. That's a wrap on this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. Thank you so much to this week's guests, Del Moon with the National Senior Games. Their National Softball Finals are coming up May 3rd through the 7th in Columbus. And thank you to Nick Brannon, Zipline Course Manager for the Wilds. Thank you to all of our Locked On podcast contributors this week as well. For Colin Barringer, Eric Reeser, and Paul Keels, I'm Kate Burdett. Thanks for listening to Ohio Sports Magazine. Join us next week right here on the Ohio News Network. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Color.